Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Praise the Lord's name. Good morning. This is Minister Tyrion Holbrook coming before you this morning from Judah's Sanctuary of Praise under the leadership of uh, Chief Apostle Keith J. Brooks and First Lady Brooks coming before you this morning for our Sunday school lesson. Um, I'm going to go before the throne of grace so that we can go ahead and go into Sunday school and begin our, our Sunday lesson. Father God in heaven, Lord Jesus, I thank you for who you are, Lord God. I thank you for yet this day. I thank you for yet another chance to come before you and give you praise, give you worship, and give you honor, Lord God. Father God in heaven, Lord Jesus, I humble myself, God, to be your vessel this day, Father. Father, fill my my mouth with your son Jesus' blood, God, that I may be used according to your will and your purpose, Lord God, this day. Father, I thank you for this word. Help me to deliver it to your people according to how you have placed it in my spirit, Lord God, and continue to revelate my mind, Lord. Father, I just thank you for yet another day, Lord. In your mighty son Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. Uh, We, as I, uh, I am, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Um, as I told you last week, we're going to be coming from the book of Nehemiah. We will be starting in verse 1. I'm using a new translation version. And so, um, but it's, it's um, a learning, a teaching Bible, a, a student Bible, rather. And, um, we're going to be coming from Nehemiah. We're going to start at 1. We're going to start at the beginning. Uh, Nehemiah was a cupbearer to the king, but yet Nehemiah knew that God had a purpose for his life and that he had a job to do for God. And so in doing so, when he heard the call, he answered it. Um, let's start in verse 1. These are the men. Memoirs of Nehemiah, son of Halakaliah, in late autumn in the month of Keslev, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes' reign, I was at the fortress of Susa. Hanani, one of my brothers, came to visit me with some other men who had arrived from Judah, I asked them about the Jews who had returned there from captivity and about how long they were going to Jerusalem. They said to me, things are not going well for those who return to the province of Judah. They are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. When I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, For days I mourned, fasted, prayed to God in heaven, then said, O Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of unfailing love with those who love him and obey his commandments, listen to my prayer. Look down and see me praying night and day for your people of Israel. I confess that we have sinned against you. Yes, we, even my own family and I have sinned. We have sinned terribly not by not obeying the commandment.
the commandments, the decrees, and the regulations that you gave us through your servant Moses. Please remember what you told your servant Moses. If you are unfaithful to me, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commandments and live by them, then even if you are exiled to the ends of the earth, I will bring you back to place you to the place I have chosen for you. My name is to be honored. The people you rescued by your great power and strong hand are your servants, O Lord. Please hear my prayer. Listen to my prayer, to the prayers of your, those of us who delight in the honor, honoring of you. Please grant me success today by making the king favorable to me. Put it in his heart to be kind to me. In those days, I was the king's cupbearer. Early the following spring, in the month of Nisan, during the 20th year of King Artaxerxes' reign, I was serving the king his wine. I had never before been sat in the presence of the king. So the king asked me, why are you looking sad? You don't look sick to me. You must be deeply troubled. Then I was terrified, but I replied, long live the king. How can I not be sad? For the city where the, my ancestors was buried is in ruin, and the gates have been destroyed by fire. The king asks, how can I help you? With a prayer to the God of heaven, I replied, if it pleases the king, and if you are pleased with me, your servant, send me to Judah to rebuild the city where my ancestors are buried. The king with the queen sitting behind him asked me, how long will you be gone? When will you return? After I told him how long I will be gone, the king agreed to my request. I also said to the king, if it pleases, let me have a letter to be addressed to the governors of the province west of Ephraim um, River, instructing them to let me travel safely through the territories and on my way to Judah. I'm going to stop right there for right now. Okay, so Nehemiah was a simple, honorable man with great, um, with a with a uh, serious job. He was the king's cupbearer, which means he tasted his food. He made sure nothing was poisoned. He tasted his food and drink to make sure everything was good before he gave it to the king. But Nehemiah understood that his people was in trouble when he heard that things were not going according to what he thought they were while he was away. So what does Nehemiah do? He begins to seek the Lord. And that's, that's where his, um, the first thing a leader does. He hears the call. He hears, he hears uh, the call that's on his life. He knows in his fear that it's his job to go and back to his city and do something for his people. He hears that in his spirit. And so what does he do? What is the first thing Nehemiah do? He goes and he seeks the Lord. What does a leader do when things uh, need to be done? They go and they talk to the Lord first. They begin to seek the Lord about what the problem is. What do I do? Where do I go? How do I handle this? He even asked God to give him favor with the king, that the king would hear his request. And in doing so, Nehemiah was able to go without any trouble. He also asked the king to help him 
in his journey. Give me what I need to make this, to pass through this city. Because he understood that there's going to be opposition with people trying to go back to his home. And so he asked me for a letter that would give him pass until, uh, to get uh, through with no issues. And so as Nehemiah, as a king, after receiving the bad news that the state of, that Jerusalem was, walls was in, he recognized God's holiness. He's asking, confessing his sins, asking for specific ways to approach. He did that. He asked God to prepare the king's heart. God did that. And then afterwards, what did he do? He went into action. That's what a leader does. He doesn't sit around and wait for somebody to do something. A leader goes ahead and responds to the call that is placed on him, and that's what Nehemiah did. Once Nehemiah did that, let's, let's go back in. We're going to skip down to when Nehemiah gets to Jerusalem. Down to, we're going to go to Nehemiah 2, 1 through, starting in verse 11. So I arrived in Jerusalem three days later. I slipped out during the night, taking only a few others with me. I had not told anyone about my plan God had put in my heart for Jerusalem. We took no pack animals with us except the donkey I was riding. After I went out through the valley of the gate, past the jackal's well, and over to the uh, dung gate to inspect the broken wall and burned gate, then I went to the fountain gate and to the king's pool. But the donkey could not get through the rubble. So... Though it was still dark, I went up to the Kindrum Valley instead, inspecting the wall before I turned back and entered it again at the valley gate. The city officials did not know I had been out there or what I was doing, for I had yet said anything to anyone about my plan. Okay, we're going to stop right there. So when he got to Jerusalem, he didn't tell nobody what he was doing, and, and as a leader, you must be able to work. Some, a lot of times you will be in a place where you are working in, in secret. And you're praying, you're already praying when ain't nobody else praying. One thing about Nehemiah, he constantly prayed and sought God. To the point Nehemiah had a personal relationship with God that even when he would say a quick prayer, Nehemiah could get through to God because he also had a, he had a personal relationship with God. And as a leader, you have to have a personal relationship with God because it's going to be moments when you have to pray on the spot. It's going to be moments when uh, somebody is in need, like um, when you go into the hospitals, when, when somebody comes to you on your job, when somebody comes to you when you're just out and about and say, I need somebody to pray. Because you have a personal relationship with God, you're able to get a prayer through, and God is able to hear you when you put a request before him. And it says, um, when I was reading this, Nehemiah prayed not had prayed uh, like that spontaneously, like eight times throughout this uh, this chapter, this uh, book, because of the fact that he was able to do that when he already had a personal relationship with God, so he was able to get an instant prayer to God. Nehemiah was a man who moved in secret because of the fact he understood that he was going to face opposition. 
And as a leader, you must understand that when God has called you, not everybody's going to be pleased with, with the with the position that God has placed you. Not everybody's going to be happy with what God is doing. So you have to know when to when to do. Again, I said that last week. You got to know when to do, when to speak, when to go. Because not you can't let everybody know what God is doing with you. And that's what Nehemiah did. He slipped out in the dark in the nighttime hour and uh, went out to see what was going on with the wall. When Nehemiah realized what was going on, he said, let me go look and see what the damage is. What does the king, what does the leader do? It assesses the damage before, the, 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 the project before him. He's looking, he's looking, he's, he's seeing, he's like, okay, God, what do I do with this? He's still asking God for guidance in the midst of doing all this. He's still walking with God. God is still with him. He's saying, how do I handle this? My people are in trouble. How do I help fix this? Okay. Okay. Anybody got any questions at this moment or any comments? One thing about Nehemiah, Nehemiah wasn't ashamed to admit that he had fear when he went to the king. I want to say that. He was afraid because you were not allowed to be sad before the king. Now, one thing about a leader, it's moments when, uh, especially when, when, when some leaders are first called, at, at that moment, and even I had to realize this last, like in, in, in uh, leadership position, it's moments when you, fear does try to come upon you and it makes you want to, sometimes it makes you want to run, but when you are truly surrendered to God, you understand there's no time to run and there's no fear. You got you to gotta just stand and put your track shoes away and just realize I got to stand in what God has placed on me and I got to walk forward. You ain't got time to be afraid. You must stand in your fear, give your power over to God and allow him to use you according to his will and his purpose. And that's what Nehemiah did. Even in his fear, he still went and said, my people need me. And that's what a true leader does. It ain't about how I feel. It ain't about what I want to do. Because a lot of men and women of God it ain't all, it, this walk ain't easy. This walk is not something that um, is a piece of cake because it comes with great sacrifice. It comes with um, great um, denying of self. When others are out doing what they want to do, you fasting, you praying, you seeking the Lord because of the fact that you know that, like, like Pastor Christina kept saying, this is serious business. And so you understand that my life is not my own. And that's what Nehemiah understood. He could have stayed in, in, uh, in the city with the king. He could have stayed right where he was at, but he saw that his people need him. He understood that, and he saw the pain and understood the pain of his people. And so he cared enough about their, their call to say, God, I feel you tugging on me to respond to this call. And so when he slept, when he went to the city, he he went out at night surveying the land. He quietly spent several days observing and assessing the damage of the wall. 
and looking to see what was going on. Now, in the midst of doing this, the the governor of San Ballot and um, the governor of San Ballot was the governor of Samir and uh, Tobiah was probably uh, were uh, governors of Transjordan under the Persians. They were governors that were um, basically felt like Nehemiah was a threat. By him coming back, and they understood it, by Nehemiah rebuilding this wall, it was a problem. So these, these people are seeing that by him rebuilding this wall, there's going to be uh, a problem with him coming back here doing this. So they begin to taunt Nehemiah, begin to say things, begin to do things, and try to cause problems to keep him from rebuilding this wall. But Nehemiah did not stop what he needed to do. Nehemiah continued to work. Nehemiah continued to move and do what he had to do in order to get this job done. Like I said, he was working in secret, not letting everybody know what he was doing. Then after he was working in secret, Nehemiah, he only took a few people with him too. When you, as a leader, you must understand your team. You must have a team of people that you can trust, a team of people that you know will help you achieve your goal. And that's what a lot of men and women of God do in ministry. They gather a team of people that they know will help them accomplish the goal, the goal that God has set before them. They get people on their team that know, that understand the vision that they have before that God has placed before them and is there to help them accomplish this vision. You don't want people on your team that's going to be a Judas. You don't want people on your team that's going to be causing adversity every time you turn around, always causing mess, always causing problems and going and telling people what you're trying to do in order to uh, hinder what God's work is. So what did Nehemiah do? He, he chose those that he needed specifically to get the job done. And so while he's surveying the wall, he, he, these people are with him and walking with him, helping him to assess the damages of the, the fallen wall. He kept his mission a secret to try and avoid that gossip, to try and avoid the problems that the, they were trying to throw at him. So he didn't tell everybody what you're doing. Sometimes God don't do that for you because, like I said, everybody don't need to know how you move. Everybody don't need to know everything that you're doing. And so Nehemiah's goal here is to help his people to be the people that God had called them to do. And by doing that, he's helping to rebuild this wall. And he realizes by rebuilding this wall, it's, it's going to cause a, a peace within his people as well as a spiritual awakening. Let's go back into anybody else got any comments or anything in the midst of this? Okay. I'm going back to verse 16. The city officials did not know I had been out there or what I was doing, for I was not yet said anything 
to anyone about my plans. I had not yet spoken to the Jewish leader, the priests and nobles of the officials, or anyone else in administration. But now I said to them, you know very well what troubles we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins, and the gates have been destroyed by fire. Let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and end this disgrace. Then I told them about how the gracious hand of God has been on me and about my conversation with the king. They replied once, yes, let's rebuild the wall. So they began the, great, the good work. But when Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem the Arab heard of our plan, they scoffed contemptuously. What are you doing? Are you building against the king, they said. They tried to make it like he was going against the king by rebuilding the wall, but Nehemiah was not working against the king. He was working with permission of a king. I replied, the God of heaven will help us succeed. We, his servants, will start rebuilding the wall, but you have no share, legal right, or historic claim in Jerusalem. Okay. So Nehemiah begins to rebuild this wall. In the midst of rebuilding the wall, Nehemiah faced um, people trying to stop them, trying to fight them, but yet these men worked tirelessly. They worked even on the wall while they were working with spears in their hand. They were working even though um, they would get tired. Some would work, some would, some would rest, but they, it was around the clock. They built this, we built this wall in 52 days. And so they understood that we got a job to do. And yes, some people began to get weary, but Nehemiah's like, look, we got a job to do. And as a leader, that's what you do. Even when your people are tired and weary, you have to be the person that goes in and encourage them and let them know we got something to do for God. Don't worry about what it looks like. It don't matter what it looks like. It's what we got. We have a job to accomplish. You don't look at now. You look at the end. You look toward the end. Nehemiah was a leader that willingly left the security of his home because he understood, I got a job to do. He could have stayed, like I said, he could have stayed right there in with the king. But he understood, God, you calling on me. You need me to lead your people to rebuild this wall. So that's what I got to do. It ain't about me. It ain't about what I want to do. It's about your purpose and your plan. And a great leader does that. It ain't about what we want to do or what we see. It's what do you want from me, God? So I got to seek you on how to lead your people. I got to seek you on what I say to your people. What do I, where do I take your people? What do I do for your people, God? And that's what Nehemiah did in doing that. He understood, I got a, you got a purpose and a plan for me. Yes, I am a kept bear, but I'm also the person that you are using to rebuild this wall. I am a person that you are using to lead your people back to spiritual awakening and rebuilding this wall because this wall will bring them back and draw them back from being scattered abroad. I'm bringing them back to their home, God, by rebuilding this wall, back to the security of the place in which you want them to be. 
in doing this. And so, like I said before, he understood that I got a job to do. Nehemiah was a man of character, persistence, and prayer. He planned, he organized, and he motivated. This is the kind of person that you want to lead you. This is the kind of person that you need before you, and that's what a good leader is. They're motivators. They're uh, persistent in their work. And like I said, a man of God, man and woman of God constantly prays and seeks God for direction. And under his leadership, like I said before, this man built this wall in 52 days. He understood, I got something to do for God, and ain't nothing going to stop me. And as a man and woman of God, you must understand, in this wall, that's how we have to be. We can't let nothing stop us. We got a job to do. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, they worked tirelessly, but they understood, I got something to do for God. I got something I need to do, so I'm going to do what I got to do to be the man and woman of God that God needs me to be because his people need me as a leader. Like I said, he constantly walked and talked with God. In the midst of all of this, he kept praying and talking to the Lord. Even when they were, they were coming for him, he did not try to fight his enemy. He said, God, you deal with them. I'm going to keep building this wall. I'm going to keep doing your work. When people come against you, you don't worry about what they got to say because God got your back. So you continue to do your work, you continue to do what God called you to do, and you let him fight your battle. And he can't fight if you're putting your hands in it. And Nehemiah understood that. God couldn't work for him if he kept dipping his hands in God's business. So he let God do that, and he did what God called him to do. He rebuilt the wall. Anybody got any comments? Anything to say? Okay. And so, um, I'm going to, as Nehemiah, as a good leader, he responded to the call. He saw the cares of his people and their situation. He understood it. He looked at the reality of the situation. We got to rebuild this wall. He goes and he seeks God for vision and direction. Pray without stopping. Pray without ceasing. That's what he understood. We got to pray without ceasing. Praying, praying to know God's will. Then it's, the vision was simple. We got to reveal this wall. He built a team to get the work done. Men who he knew would work constantly to get the job done, to do what needed to be done. And helps the people, even when they got tired and weary, he reminded them, we got to finish this wall. We got to get this up and running. And that's what a leader do. Constantly reminds his people of the vision and the purpose that they have before him. Which helped to bring his people to a spiritual, in the end, with rebuilding this wall, it helped bring his people to a spiritual renewal. And uh, allowing God to, he allowed God to use him to encourage his people for the purpose and the vision that God had for them, using it to push them to accomplish the goal which was set before him. All right. um, 
It's almost 9 o'clock. So I'm going to stop right there. And, um, again, does anybody have any comments or anything or anything like that? All right. Uh, uh. Hello? Bro, wafers, good word this morning. Okay. Good word this morning. Got to stay focused no matter what we do. Sound near my was. He was focused to stay on that wall to complete the job. God bless you this morning. Thank you. Uh, anybody else? Yes, that was really good. And as Nehemiah uh, rebuild the wall, we have to rebuild the breach that is set between us and glory, us and the Lord. And uh, and that, that, that breach in the road of righteousness is where people are telling us, oh, it's okay, God understands you're young, you're going to do these things, uh, you're okay, you're saved. But we have to let people know that if you're sinning, you're on your way to hell. And that's what Nehemiah did. He built a wall, rebuild the wall to protect the people. We need to rebuild the breach to protect our people that's trying to make it on to glory. So I, I love it. I th- that was a good, good lesson. And it's teaching us now that we must go right on, no matter what anybody else is saying or doing, and walk straight up in the path of righteousness. Whatever God said to do, we must do it, because all of his commandments are righteousness. So that was a good lesson. I loved it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Anyone else? All right. Um, let's go. Uh, let's pray out so that we can get ready for our morning service. Father God in heaven, Lord Jesus, I thank you for yet this day. Thank you for your holy word, Lord God. Father, we thank you for the message in which it's going to come this morning. Thank you for the man or woman of God that's going to teach your word, Lord. Father, I thank you for what you're about to do yet, even in our ministry, even on this week to come, Lord God. We thank you for the miracles, the blessings, and the prosperity. Thank you for spiritual awakening, Lord God. Thank you for spiritual renewal, Lord God, Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for being the God that sits high and looks low, Lord God, and sees our need, Lord God, and uses us according to your will and your purpose, Lord God, making a way out of no way, Lord God, keeping us and protecting us, Lord God. Thank you for keeping our apostle and his wife. Thank you for continuing to heal his body, Lord God, and keeping his family, Lord. In your mighty son Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Holy, holy, holy God. Oh, bless your name this morning, Lord God. Hallelujah. We exalt your name this morning, Lord God. Hallelujah. We come in your presence, Lord God, exalting your name, Lord God. Hallelujah. We come in your presence, oh God, praising you, Lord God. Clapping our hands, Lord God. Shouting you, Lord God. We come before your presence today, say hallelujah, glory. Glory for it's a great new day, a great new morning. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Lord God, for getting us through the week, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for what you taught us all throughout the week, Lord God. Thank you for having us in this moment to rejuvenate us today, Lord God, to go forth in the next coming week. But right now, God, we come before your presence and we're praising you. We are lifting you up, Lord God. We are exalting your holy name, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Great and mighty is you, Lord God. Oh, Yagarabasha. We all, baby, thank you, Lord, this day, God, for what you are about to do. We thank you, Lord God, today for what you're doing right now, God. We thank you, Lord God, for new breath. We thank you, Lord God, for rejuvenation. We thank you, Lord God, for new mindset. Yes, new mindset. We thank you, Lord God, how you're moving things forward. Hallelujah, God. We are glorified. We we lift your name. We lift your name on high, God, and we exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you, and we love you. We are so proud of you, Lord God. We are so proud of what you're doing right now, God. We're proud of how you're moving. We're proud of you, Lord God, how you're putting things together. We're proud, Lord God, how you're moving the way that you move, oh God, and speak in the way that you speak. God, we just say we're just proud of you, God, of just who you are, God. We're proud of you, and we love you. Lord, just to give a moment to tell you how much we love you, how much we appreciate you, how much we adore you, Lord God. How have you done great things for us, oh God, when we didn't deserve it? We thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. We give a, a clap to you. Hallelujah. We say thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. For just what you're doing, God, because you don't have to do it. And we say hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we thank you. 
for what you're doing and how you're doing, how you how you already healed our apostle. We thank you, Lord, how you already healed him, God. We thank you that his respiratory system is healed. We thank you, Lord, that God, that his system is healed. We thank you, Lord God, that his digestive system is healed. We thank you, Lord God, that his immune system is healed. We thank you, Lord God, that his nervous and muscular system is healed. We thank you that his whole body is healed. We thank you, Lord God, because you know what? Because you are a healer. You you are our, our sovereign father. Hallelujah. You are a father. And we know, God, you're taking care of all of us, all, all of his kids, all of his apostle alone we know god that you are taking care of every single one of us you are our father you are our creator so we thank you lord god that every inch of our apostle keith j brooks is healed in the name of jesus you are not a liar lord we know that you say he's going to be all right and he is and we thank you i stand and my mind and my heart and my feet are set on. We thank you, Lord God, that our apostle is healed. Hallelujah. And that every time a prayer is uttered, of every second, of every minute, of every hour, God, he's getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And hallelujah. I say thank you for that, God. Thank you for that. Hallelujah. 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 God, we just thank you for what you're doing in people, God. We thank you that healing is is, 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 is being spread out all over, God. We thank you, Lord God. I want to put a spotlight on uh, Martha Taylor, Lord God. I ask you, Father God, to regulate, to regulate her heart, regulate her breathing, Father God. Let her breathe in slow and push out slow. Hallelujah. Let her, I ask you, Lord, to calm her down, Lord God. I ask you, Lord, to strengthen her, Lord God. God. Just like you're strengthening her 92-year-old mother, God, continue to strengthen Martha. Continue to strengthen her, Lord God. And I, I bind that spirit of anxiousness. Hallelujah. God, and I lose peace over Martha right now. I lose peace in her mind, God. Let her be calm right now in her breathing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for the young lady that you sent to me yesterday, Miss Precious Durham, Lord God. I ask I ask you, Lord God, that she delivers her baby safely, Lord God. I ask you, Lord, to keep the baby in her belly, Lord God, long enough, Lord God. Long when you decide, Father God, it's time to deliver. Not what the doctors say, Lord God, but what you say, Lord God. I ask you, Lord God, right now to strengthen his legs in her belly. I ask you, Lord God, to straighten them out in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord God, to turn him around so that she can have a easy delivery in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord God, to lower, to, to regulate her blood pressure in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord God, to give her peace, oh God, in this delivery in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord God, in seven days, well, in seven weeks, she will be graduating with her master's. I thank you, Lord God, for that woman, Miss Precious Durham. Hallelujah. I ask you, Lord God, to send peace, hallelujah, to, to Miss Brandy in her time of mourning. I ask you, Lord God, to send peace, God, to her family, Lord God. I ask you, Lord God, to strengthen Sister Silva and God bless her mightily, God, and her family, hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God, for touching them in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, for what you're new, doing right now, God. I thank you, Lord God, that this marks a new year. A brand new year. As of this as of this week, um, Lord, the corona 
empires. And my prayer, God, is this, is that people do not forget and that people don't get too comfortable, but people begin to remember that you gave us a whole year, Father God, to come back to you, Lord God, to repent to you, Lord God. So my prayer is that people stay on the same path, that we all that we all stay on the same path of, of, of seeking your face of prayer and, 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 and praising you, Lord God, and, and not going back to what we used to, Lord God, but let this be a new change, oh God, in our lives. I, I pray that prayer, Lord God. I pray that that new mindset we continue to move forward. That just because that that we have the 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 vibe, that we have the uh, vaccination, Lord God, that we don't forget. God, we don't forget, God, because this was a season of seeking your face, Lord God. You gave us that opportunity, Lord God. And so I pray, God, that we all don't take advantage of that, but we all continue on and um, for prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. And getting strengthened for you, Lord, because this is a faith walk in the name of Jesus. I, I thank you, Lord God, so much for, for what you did um, and, and how you changed us in the in, in within that year, Lord God, and how you're moving us forward, God. And I, 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 praise you, I praise you. I praise you for that, God. I praise you for that, God, because this is a faith walk, Lord God, and you're teaching us, oh God. And I, I appreciate you so much for that. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, you're awesome in every way and what you do and how you do it, Lord God. And, and you're teaching us how to trust you, Lord God. You're teaching us how, how to be still, Lord God, and, and hear the voice of the Lord. I, I thank you, Lord God, for that. I, I praise you, God, for that. I, I thank you that right now in this season, Lord God, you teach us to be like that tree planted by the rivers. Hallelujah. Uh, you're teaching us in this season, oh God, that 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 we that no matter what's going on, that no matter what what, what we're called to do, we continue to do that. And no matter what's going on around us, Lord God, that we still got to be like that tree planted by the river. We still got to uh, uh, bring forth what you have us to do in that season. Hallelujah. That we don't wither away. Hallelujah. And we don't let the scornful. We don't let the ungodly. We don't stand the way of the sinners. We, we, we continue to move forward and do the work that you have called us to do, God. Whatever that is, oh God, that you have put as leaders in our house. You have put leaders in our position, in, in position, God. But we're all leaders, oh God, in some capacity. We're leaders in our job. We're leaders in our home. We're, we're, we're leaders to our children. Even our children are leaders. But God, help us to have that mindset, God. And if we don't recognize that we are leaders, oh God, I ask you, Lord God, today to change our mindsets, oh God, that we understand that we are leaders in some capacity, oh God, and be able to take what you have given us and, and do it do it to the fulfillment, to, to the glory of you, Lord God, because everything that we do as a leader, um, as a as a child of God, it is for your glory. Hallelujah! It's not about it's not about anybody else, but you getting the glory out of what you have called us to do. So God, so let us our our mindset be set on that the leadership uh, that you have put on us is for your glory. It is it, for your glory. It's for your it's for what you want to be pushed for in the earth. And I, I just say Hallelujah! Yes, Lord, to to that. Yes, Lord, to that. God, and forgive us, Lord, if if we not have. Um, being in a place of of stepping in the part of our leadership, Lord God, um, whether if it's in our homes or on our jobs or wherever or in ministry, however, God, I ask you, Lord God, to forgive us, Lord God, because we all have, have fallen short of that, Lord God. And I ask you, Lord God, to, to change our mindsets um, in the name of Jesus. I, I praise you, God, for the person that is going to come forth, God. I, I thank you um, for that person um, you that has labored, Father God, um, in the midnight hours that have labored 
um, day in and day out um, to hear from you, Lord, to bring a word, a word from the Lord, a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I thank you, Father God, that they study, Father, to show themselves approved unto you, Father God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, but right, divine the word of truth. I thank you, Lord God, that they have they have studied God and, and they have labored before you for it, Father God, because this, like, like, like Pastor Christina said, this is serious, serious business, and they have to, we all have to be um about our father's business. I mean, whatever capacity that is, what it was our homes, um, ministry at work, whatever we have to be about our father's business and take it serious. Uh, hallelujah. And I thank you, God, for that. I thank you, God, for just correcting things. I, I, I thank you, God, for just showing us. Um, uh, I thank you for chastisement, Lord. I thank you um, for just uh, showing us that we got to get in our right position, God, um, and, and to continue to hear your, your mighty voice talking to us, Lord God. Hallelujah. God, we humble ourselves before the feet of you, before the feet of Jesus, and we come boldly before the throne talking to you, Lord. Um, and I pray that personal relationship is continued to grow. God, I, I just thank you for the season that we're in right now, God. I thank you for how you're moving us and how you're changing us, oh God. And every second, every minute, we're growing in different capacities, Lord God. I, I, I thank you and I praise you for that, God. I thank you for the word that's going to come forth because the word that's going to come forth is going to help us in this next day, in this next season. I thank you, Lord God, and we don't take that lightly. We, we take it and we put it in our hearts and we cover it. Hallelujah. And we walk in that God, I thank you for just all things, God, all things, all things. I, I just praise your name, God. I just lift you up and I adore you. Like I said before, I'm proud of you, God. I'm proud of you, God. Even though we didn't know what 2020 was going to look like, God, or, or what was going to, I'm proud of you, Lord, because people have turned back to you. Hallelujah. People have repented. And, and, and that's what's most important. People, we, we all God, our change, God, and 2021 is going to be a moving forward, and I, I'm just considerably proud of you, Lord God, and your plans, God. You you shock me every day, and I, I just want to just put you on this spotlight right now, God, and just say how much I love you, how much we, we adore you, how much we need you, God. We need you in every second, every minute of every hour, and God, we just thank you. We, we, just, we just say hallelujah, just right now, hallelujah, hallelujah, because God, you, my God, you are the bomb.com, can I just say hallelujah, and we just glorify you, God. We pray you, God. We magnify you, God, because that's what it's all about. It's about you. It's about what you want. And we just thank you for what you're doing, God. And you know something, God? We can be still. We can be still and know that you are God. We can just be still and know that we can walk. Hallelujah. We can, we can walk and go for it in life, God. And we can just trust, completely, solidly trust. And have faith, God, that you are doing, you are moving. We don't need to worry. We, we, we just need to walk and go. Oh, my God, I thank you, Lord. We just need to walk and we just need to walk and go. But be still in our minds and know that you got us in every capacity, my God. Oh, my God, God. That's what you want us to do is be, be like that tree. But in every season, we're changing and things are happening. But be like that tree. We are settled in our mind that you, you alone, you got this. We don't need to put our hands in nothing because we mess up everything. But you got this, God. You got this. And we trust you. Oh, my God, that we trust you, God. So we will stand still. We will be still. We will be still in our minds and know, God, that you you got this. We could just, just, do, just do what we're supposed to do and keep our hands out of it 
keep our minds, keep our keep our thoughts out of it, keep our mouths off of it, and just say hallelujah, glory be to God. And we praise you today. We praise you for today. We praise you for the word. Oh, let the word go forth and be penetrated through our ears all the way down to our hearts. We thank you for the seed. We thank you for the word. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the glory. Hallelujah and amen. Glory, 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 glory be to God. Thank you, Lord, for this another day. Truly grateful for this day. Truly grateful for this day. Praise God. This is Brother Wafers Brown from Middletown, Ohio, bringing greetings to the sanctuary of praise and under the wonderful leadership of our apostle, chief apostle, D.J. Brooks and First Lady Brooks. Giving honor to God who is the head of my life. God, I thank you for this yet another day. Let's go before the throne of grace. God, we just want to thank you for this another day that you have made. God, a day that you have brought us to and through. Oh, God, we believing you for all your many wonderful blessings that you've bestowed upon us. God, we just want to thank you, Lord, for being so good to us. Watch over us as we went through this week. Oh, God, how you protected us as we traveled across the dangerous highways and streets to go to our respective jobs, to go to our respective homes. Oh, God, we just want to say thank you. God, we just want to thank you, Lord, for life, health, and strength. Thank you for eyes to see, ears to hear, Lord, voice to speak. Lord, the activity and use of our limbs, the blood yet running warm through our bodies. God, we just want to thank you for protecting our families, protecting our children, our grandchildren. Lord, our sisters, our brothers, oh God, we just want to thank you. Lord, for we know that we are nothing without you. Oh God, we would be like a ship without a sail, just talk to and fro. But God, we just want to say thank you. Oh God, we ask you to watch over and keep us. Lord, I decrease that you may increase. God, the word that you've given me this morning for your people, oh God. Let it be received greatly, O God. Open our ears that we may hear, our spirits that we may receive in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just want to thank you. Cleanse us, O God. Purge us, O God. Cleanse us in your blood. Wash us white as snow. Lord, we'll forgive you, forever give you the glory, the honor, and the praise in Jesus' name by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. It's proven many times over and over that we are our brother's keeper. And we've got to remember that as we go about each day got a few scriptures. First of all, I want to say as we listen to the Sunday school lesson this morning, and we learned that Nehemiah was able to rebuild the wall because his heart was in it. And that's what we're going to talk about today, our hearts. We want God to examine our hearts and to give us a clean heart. Our first scripture we're going to go to is 1 Samuel chapter 16. 1 Samuel chapter 16 beginning at verse 1, and it reads, And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thine horn with oil, and go, I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite. For I have provided me a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hear it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take an heifer with thee, and say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord. And call Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show thee what thou shalt do. And thou shalt anoint unto me him whom I name unto thee. And Samuel did that which the Lord spake, and came to Bethlehem. 
And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Comest thou peaceably? And he said, Peaceably. I am come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify yourselves, and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons, and called them to the sacrifice. And it came to pass, when they were come, that, they, that he looked on Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. The second uh, scripture we're going to is Psalms 139. Psalms 139. Verses 1 and 2 read, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Skip down to verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Jeremiah, chapter 17. Jeremiah, chapter 17, verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to them, to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Our last scripture, Psalms 51. Psalms 51. Verse 10, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. I stand correct. I said last scripture. Last one is Philippians 4. Philippians 4. Verses 7 and 8. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Again, this morning, we're going to talk about the heart. And as we look at the human anatomy and study the body, we can only be intrigued and amazed at the perplexity and design 
and trying to understand how the human body works. From the moment of conception, before any other body part is formed, there's a heartbeat. We can live and survive without many things, such as sight, taste, hearing, our arms, our legs, foot, a hand. But one thing we can't survive without is a heart. The heart itself is, is fascinating with its valves and arteries and, and the veins and having pulmonary veins and the left atrium and the right atrium, the left and right ventricles. And it, it's being in such a central part of the chest, permitting blood flow from the upper body to the lower body and adds oxygen to it as it comes from the lungs and having enough force that it feeds our lower extremities, such as our feet, and our outer extremities, such as our hands. And it constantly works day and night in all kinds of weather and storms. Yes, we have weathers and storms in our life, you know, as opposed to the natural. Even within our own bodies, we have different kinds of storms that go on. But the heart keeps going and keeps pumping and it keeps doing what God has designed it to do no matter what. And I know you're probably sitting there like, are we in anatomy class or, or are we, you know, here to learn of the word? We're actually both because when we think about it, the heart and the mind actually go together. You know, uh, you know, say many scholars be like, yeah, you say heart. You know, you mean mind. The heart and the mind go together. There are many people that have, because of different circumstances in life, things that come upon their minds have caused them to actually die from a broken heart. Where did it come from? Because something negative or something had come against their mind, and it berated their mind so badly that it affected their heart. <coughs> Excuse me. So, you know, if you take a person that's thinking negative all the time, and, and those of us that are a little bit older remember the, uh, the cartoons with the Flintstones, then from the Flintstones went to Pebbles and Bam Bam, and, um, you know, as they were teenagers, and they had a friend, his name was Slip Rock. And um, like I say, that's for the seasoned folk who used to watch those cartoons. And Slip Rock was, always had negative things happen. He was always walking around gloomy and depressed. And, and his mere presence caused negative things to happen. And we all know people, <clears throat> excuse me, who walk around like this, no matter what goes on, they're always walking around with the butts. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, this, this particular good thing happened, but I'm just waiting. You know, I, I know that these good things are happening to me, but I'm waiting for the negative side of it all. You know, things are going very well. I'm, I'm really enjoying things, how they're going, but, you know, they, they're walking around with the butts all the time. You know, they have that, that negative attitude, that negative feeling, that negative aura, as they say. But, and we have to be careful because many times if we have that type of person that happens to be around us, we may be trying to encourage them. We have to be careful because that seed that they carry, that negativity can be planted within us, and then we will find ourselves entertaining doubt and despair. But despite our circumstances, we can't let that happen. You know, the Bible says, as you think in your heart, I'm paraphrasing, as you think in your heart, so are you. 
So what kind of things are you entertaining in your mind? David said, give me a clean heart. Lord, purify my heart. He wants us to clean our heart. We clean our heart. We clean our minds so that we can grow. We must ask God to cleanse our hearts so that our light and our lives will be effective for Christ. You see, the enemy tries to be slick with his tactics and attack us in a manner that catches us off guard. You know, he's seeking whom he may devour and destroy. But the Bible says you are not ignorant of Satan's devices. We are the children of God need to make sure that we are fully dressed. How? With the whole armor of God. We put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, gird our loins with truth, shot our feet with the preparation of the gospel, carry the shield of faith, carry the sword of the spirit. We, these things are necessary so that we're able to fight and stand against the devil. Um, the word tells us in Second Corinthians chapter two, or Second Corinthians, yes, chapter two. Let's go there. Forgot I even had that one down. Praise God. Second Corinthians chapter two. To whom you forgive anything, verse ten. I forgive also, for if I forgive anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ. Lest, verse 11, verse, excuse me, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Order his devices to come against our mind, to come against our, to come against our thoughts, to come against our hearts, because if, we, if he comes against our minds, then it affects, again, it affects our hearts. You know, many ailments come because we get things in our mind, and our, mind, our heart feeds our mind, so they're connected together, and it, it, it forms something negative. But we've got to erase those things and, and, and cast those things down, cast down every strong imagination. Yeah, we started off talking about the heart because what we think affects our heart. That's why the psalmist asked for a clean heart. When people don't understand what you're going through or even try to judge you, especially on your past, they love to judge you on your past, they will feel like they should be able to tell you how you should be walking in Christ. Well, I think you should do this. You know, I think you should do that. Well, have you consulted the Lord with that? Because I know I have. And, you know, what you're saying and what the Lord's saying is not adding up. You know, sometimes, yes, you have to put people in their place. You know, it's, as Apostle says, when, when people don't have their connection, he says their life ain't worth a nickel worth of dog meat. So, you know, they telling you this, that, and the other, and not living anything themselves, but ready to give you instructions, want to tell you what they want to do. They want to suddenly control you, control your mind, control your thoughts, control your actions, only if it lines up with the Word of God. Because we, we must be careful of everyone's advice. Or, again, they will plant those negative seeds where? In our own hearts. And we'll be sitting in church, hearing the preacher or the teacher, and, and hearing the every word every Sunday, yet we'll be sliding in the hell on the church pew. Now, I had somebody contact me this past week, um, and, and they came to me about a certain situation. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
and they decided that they wanted to be sarcastic in their remarks and seemed to tell me, you know, who to talk to and how to talk to them and, you know, in, in a very Christian-like manner, I put them in their place and immediately they became offended and they say, oh, well, thanks for telling me who you are. Yeah, I am somebody. I'm not going to sit here and, and take all your negativity into my mind, into my heart, and let it affect my spirit and affect my walk with Christ. Sometimes we have to do that. We have to take that Christian view and stand like Christ and in a very humble yet boldly way put that person in their place. Sometimes it's, it's going to happen that way. People just want to, you know, some people, it, 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 it's different if they're coming to you and wanting a little advice and, you know, can you help me? But, you know, then we have those that want to just dump their garbage on you and free themselves because they dump it on you, leave everything on you, make you feel bad, make you feel negative, and they walk away free. Oh, because I gave it to them. No. We've got to ask God to clean our hearts. We've got to ask God to clean our hearts. You know, it's like the, it's like the old hymn that says, "Give me a clean heart, so I may serve Thee." Lord, fix my heart, so that I may be used by Thee. For I'm not worthy of all these blessings. So give me a clean heart and I'll follow thee. Daily this should be our prayer. Daily this should be our prayer. For all have fallen and come short of the word of God. Every one of us, every one of us has stumbled in one way or another. When we fall, we should get back up. We see our brother, our sister is stumbling or they're falling. Don't be quick to judge them, to talk about them, but we should go to them and love, L-O-V-E, love, and say, hey, what can I do to help you? Let's, let's go on. You know, you, you've come this far, you know, so you're stumbling, and right now you, you need somebody with you. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to talk with you. You know, we'll, we'll be each other's counter. We'll bounce things off of each other. So that if you have a problem with this situation, if I've been through it, maybe I can help you. Or if I go through a situation, if you've been through it, you can help me. That's how God cleanses our hearts. A pure heart is what God wants. And the only way to get our heart pure is when we ask him to cleanse it. When we ask God to cleanse our hearts, to cleanse our minds, God, use me for you. You know, the song, the song um, I give myself away. We've got to give ourselves away. You know, when we leave this world, when God calls us home, we don't want to be full of, of things that God had asked us to do, but we want to pour out of ourselves. And the more that we pour out of ourselves, we pour God out of us. He refills us with him. So, so we want to say, God, just use me. Use me for your glory. Use me for what you have me for. Cleanse my heart. Cleanse my mind. Lord, whenever those negative things come against me, oh, God, we ask that you take it out. 
Lord, for I want to be right before you. When you return, I want to be right. Lord, whenever you call me home, I want to be right. I want to be doing what you have me to do when you have me to do it. That's our daily prayer. That's what we need to ask God. We die daily. It's a daily thing. It's a daily thing. Every day. Every day. We learn something new every day. As long as our spirit is open, God will take a child to teach us something every day. Again, we have to know when the enemy comes against us, he tries to to bombard our minds, to bombard our hearts, to bombard our bodies. But as long as we are dressed in the whole armor of God, then he will protect us. Then he will lead us and guide us in the way that he would have us to go. We are chosen vessels, chosen vessels, royal priesthood. We are somebody. We are chosen. We are special. We are God's anointed. The scripture says, for I am persuaded. When we are anointed and we are chosen, we are persuaded that nothing is going to separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Because he lives within us and he lives He lives within our hearts. He lives within our minds. As long as we have asked him to, again, we're going to have those people that come against us. We're going to have those times when people bring up our past to judge us according to our past. But God has forgiven us for that, and he's dropped it into the sea of forgetfulness. He's taken it away that we no longer have to worry about that. We're covered under the blood of Jesus Christ. One drop of blood, one drop of blood is all it takes to save a nation. Many people are going home these days. Is their heart ready with God? That's what we have to, we have to again, we have to, to realize that. God, just make my heart ready. Get me ready. That's what it's all about. As we witness to others, as we show the love of Christ to others, And we bring them to God so that he cleanses their hearts. Not everyone will receive, but the chosen ones will. But we've got to be ready. We've got to be willing vessels. Dear Father God, we just want to thank you for this day. Oh God, we ask you to cleanse our minds, cleanse our hearts. Oh God, for we want to be ready for you. Lord, we want to be your vessels want to be the chosen ones that you have, oh God. We want to be able to stand before you and hear you say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou has been faithful over a few things. I'll make you rule over many. God, we just want to thank you for we want that crown of life. Oh God, we want to put on that robe. We want to see you in glory. We want to see you in joy. We want to see you in peace. Oh God, we just want to thank you. Oh, God, as we, as we complete this lesson that you've given to cleanse our hearts, Father God, we ask you to touch our apostle and continue to strengthen his body. Oh, God, continue to breathe for him, oh, God. Continue to strengthen his family, to strengthen his wife. Oh, God, continue to strengthen those that may be weak. Oh, God, continue to send forth your healing angel, oh, God, to do what you'd have them to do. Lord, as your angels, Lord, do your bidding. Oh, God, we also want to be found doing your will. And we thank you, we praise you, we glorify you in Jesus' name, by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let's not forget our obligations. 
I don't know, First Lady, were you able to get on? Are you able to be on? I guess she wasn't able to. She said she would try. Um, let's continue, you know, to, to keep her in prayer, her strength, as she stands by Apostle's side daily, you know, day and night. Let's not forget those that your tithes and offering. Um, I believe Sister Carol and Brother Greg will be at the church. You know, let's not forget to call one another, pray for one another. You know, send, send a text a random text in the middle of the day just to encourage them. Send them a song that's been on your heart. Just something to encourage one another. Don't know if there are any other special announcements. I don't have any text from anyone. So that concludes today's lesson. Be blessed. Be blessed. I love you. God loves you. Have a wonderful day. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.